Hi and welcome to another episode of Magical Match, a place to hear about real people with real stories around the important topic of stem cell donation and transplants. In each episode, I'll be chatting with donors, recipients, those in supportive roles and people who have been affected by either a personal experience or through another's inspirational story. It is my hope that by opening the conversation around stem cell donation, we can inspire more people to sign up to the stem cell register, offering more hope to those in need. In this episode, I'm speaking once again to Andy Mitchell, who inspired Magical Match podcast along with other like-minded individuals. We had a little chat about the inspiration behind At Blues v Cancer, a campaign that he started. And we talked about the motivation for change for those people waiting for a stem cell transplant. And finally, we had a little chat about the upcoming event he's created in November, for November the 24th, in the hope of raising more awareness and funds for Anthony Nolan and DKMS. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Magical Match, Andy. And um, so, yeah, so I just wanted to... I just wanted to catch up with you, really, because it's like 19 months since we started Magical Match. And the reason we sort of kicked this all off was due to a Twitter space conversation back in February or January even 2022. Better memory than me, I don't know. <laughs> and then you were suggesting that, you know, there were a lot of us on there that were interested in doing something and raising awareness. Yeah. And you said, you know, could somebody start a podcast? And um, because we have equipment here and everything, I thought, yeah, let's give that a go. No, well, I, I had no idea it was going to go the way it did. But even the space, when you go back to that, we had no idea who or how many people would turn up to that. And it, it just felt, because it went on a lot longer, I think, than we planned, didn't it? Yeah. And we had a little bit of, we had stories from all angles. And I think that was the, the trigger that it, it felt like everybody was getting something from it. Yeah. By hearing patient stories, donor stories, family. We, the only thing we were lacking, I guess, was was the expert opinion from, from outside, which obviously you've been able to get together. Yeah, it just, it, it was an idea. And you, you instantly took up, took it and ran with it, which was, super and then it's gone way beyond anything we would have uh well certainly for me i don't know what your thoughts were but it's gone way back beyond anything i imagined well i think it's i think it's exciting i think when you're in a group of people or you realize you're in a group of people that have got the same vision or the same sort of idea and you know and particularly with experiences you've been a donor you know your life takes you in these sort of down these avenues doesn't it yeah. and you can sort of choose to pick up the baton and and go with it or you know, hand it to somebody else, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I know you've talked about this story before, but I really, I want to go back over it a little bit okay. as to why you have become such a fabulous advocate for stem cell donation. <laughs> I'll let you decide that. Yes, you have. You're a great speaker on it and why that is and what, you know, how you started Blues v Cancer. Yeah, okay. I think the why is is a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think when I signed up, I, I had no idea what I really committed myself to. I was still one of those people who, oh, bone marrow, and uh, thinking everything was really hard. Yeah. But because of the, the headline that we've talked about in the past, that it, it reflected the same two names as my children and both needed uh, a stem cell transplant, I, I felt like it, it felt like an obligation. You felt like you had to try to help. Obviously, as we, we know, I wasn't a match for them. Uh, unfortunately, but I was a match for somebody else, and then donating back in 2008, it, it, it was eye-opening because it was just so easy. And yeah. I think it was that 
recognition of how easy it was that made me realise more people could do this if only they knew about it. Yeah. Because, again, no, nobody I knew. And there's still people now, even for all this banging on that I've done for all these years, there's still people now that I know who aren't on it. I, I, I don't badger people for it, but I make sure that they see and hear the things that I've gone on and the things that we, the stories that we share and the appeals that we, we've been involved in. Uh, I make sure that they're aware of them and it, it, it's their choice. I made that point in, there was a, a recent interview, I don't know if you heard it a day or two ago, on Radio Merseyside that mm. they, they'd call me and ask me to do. And I think that that cropped up in that. And I, I kind of said, there's no coercion for anybody. It's not a question of trying to no. force people's hand or pester them. I may pull on their heartstrings a little and try to prick their conscience because I think that's important. But ultimately, I want them to do it because they've found out the information or I've given them the information. They've taken it on board and they've realised that it is something they could do. Yeah. Because And I, I made the point... The last thing we want is people saying yes just to be part of numbers and make it look impressive and then ultimately they're not going to go through and actually donate. Yeah. So I think that that was the driver originally. It, it coincided brilliantly with um, a campaign started called Register and Be a Lifesaver that had been started by a guy called Adrian Sudbury who'd sadly had passed away just around the time of my donation. Yeah. And But before then I'd been following his blog, Baldy's blog, over a period and uh, his his parents then again took up the baton, and and they 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 really did run, and they're still running strong with with their. It's now called Asset, the Adrian Subri Education Trust, or something along those lines. Yes. I might have got that wrong. No, that's I think that's correct. They're still doing they're still doing amazing work. Uh, Kay and Keith going into schools and colleges around the country, educating young people, and they've they've made multiple, multiple matches. And I have no idea how many lives they'll have saved, but it's it's incredible. So that coincided with my donation. I was then able to train with them and develop, I suppose, develop a, a style of presentation where I could go into schools and represent their project. And I found myself back in my own high school. I got in touch with the head teacher there. He invited me in. And I came home from speaking to 300 sixth formers and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. It, it had a massive impact. It obviously, we know from, from having spoken, that changed my life then. It went from, I, I had that realisation that life's too short to be doing something that you don't enjoy. And I worked in a car factory working shifts. I'd been there for 12 years, or by then it would have been 10 years, I guess. I'd hated it for about 10 years. So quite a long time there. Yeah, it, exactly. It was paying the bills. It, you know what I mean? It put my wife through uni and paying the mortgage and everything else. So I realised I can't do this forever. And yeah. luckily, Ali, my wife, she, she was very much behind that idea and was like, "You need to go and train to teach," which obviously I now do. So I, I, I got out of the car game and, and ended up going to uni and I ended up teaching. But even right through this carried on, I ended up doing donor registration events at the uni. I ended up doing interviews for the BBC. There's a lot of things because my recipients came to Liverpool around a similar time. So everything was kind of all coming together all at once. Yeah. And it, it changed and it's just carried on. And we chatted just before we, we started tonight. And it, it's like, it's as though the story, I know I, I've probably been guilty of not letting it go away to some extent by starting up Blues Against Blood Cancer. But it's a story that's kept on coming back and, that's 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 a good thing and definitely a bad thing. It it kept coming back because there keeps being the need for people to bang that drum. There keeps on being appeals, particularly locally. I, I don't know the the figures, but I feel as if since I've known about 
leukemia and blood cancer and the need for stem cell donors. I've seen far too many of these stories locally. I can think of two immediately just off the top of my head. I can think of a girl I went to school with, her son. Thankfully, uh, he's gone on to make a full recovery. And then the car factory that I worked in, the guy I worked with there, sadly, I picked up the paper or the Everton website, whichever it was, and there he is at his son's bedside with some Everton players visiting in Older Hay, clearly undergoing uh, some form of heavy treatment. Mm. And sadly, he reached out to me and said, look, I know you know about this. What do I need to do? And in, in the meantime, sadly, his son passed away. And that's just too local, really local to me, people who, who I knew. Mm. And it, it multiply that throughout the city, throughout the country and, and wider. It, it's, yeah. it's just, it, it's mind-blowing. And to have been able to, uh, to have made a difference for one person was, was great. But publicity and promotion and awareness can make an absolutely massive difference. I think sometimes it might take someone, just someone normal, yeah. Just somebody normal to be saying to, to people, to other normal people, listen, this is how it is. It doesn't need celebs and famous people to tell you to do things because I think a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, you're being paid to do that, and they, they don't do it. So Blues Against Blood Cancer, again, I guess it was created out of another another tragic story with, with Gary Stevens and, and Louise. I know, obviously, you've had on the podcast uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. And um, it was created out of the, their plight with their son, Jack, and, and his need for a, for a stem cell transplant. And it, it seemed an obvious thing. Well, the name, I don't know where the name just popped up in my head. I don't know. But it was, it was what can I do to help them? And my social media account at the time was just used for football. It wasn't really used for anything else. It was, and it, I would only follow Evertonians. I wouldn't be engaging in debate with Liverpool or anyone else that didn't want anything to do with that lot. And <laughs> not to apologise to anybody who follows Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No, so, so the name, the name's kind of working against us a little bit, I think now, but it, it's too far gone in my mind to change see, it. I don't, I don't know that it is working against you. I think it's working with you because, and as you well know, I am not anybody I've got no knowledge about football the last time I watched a you know a football match was probably in the late 90s in the European okay (laughs) there was a long time ago and so I don't know about football but what I'm astonished by and what I can see happening is that when we have these stories that you know that run in the paper that come up in the media or on the socials or whatever it's really clear to me that a community coming together really helps and as you've said before on interviews and we've had other chats where you feel part of something that's sort of greater than you you're getting together for somebody else you don't know fully what their experience might be and some of you do but to feel like you're part of something and the other thing that I wanted to add was the fact that with football and young men in particular it is a known fact that you know a high percentage of men young men end up donating to to people who need stem cell transplants they make the best donors and yet they're the, they're the least. They're the lowest. Yeah, they? they're the they're, most they're, underrepresented they're, group on the registers. Yeah. So that, there's, there's the challenge. So I think... And that's 
that's what we're trying to take on, I guess. Yeah, I, I see it bubbling away and I feel very much that anybody's into football. I mean, you know, we all love sport. We all love getting outside. You know, whether you're out there on your own or whether you're out there with your kids or your family or whatever, everybody can get involved in this sort of long-term campaign, sadly, in some ways, because while there is cancer and there are a need for stem cell transplants, there are going to be a a massive need for donors. For donors, yeah. Yeah, and there, there aren't enough people there's not a diverse register diverse enough register so people of all backgrounds and ethnicities and particularly young men need to be on there don't they (laughs) what did did we see recently it was a three percent three percent of the pop the uk population are registered so 97 percent are relying on (laughs) us and we can't do it it's it's it just doesn't stack up yeah and it is only until for most people anyway, it is only until they're directly affected in some way that they will decide to, to join the register. And that makes it, I get that completely. And in the appeal that we've just had locally, that's most definitely been the case, having spoken just online to family members and of baby Francis, who, who I'm referring to. Obviously, you've seen those yeah. appeals online. Yeah. Uh, having spoken to them, they, they were all completely in the dark. They, they were totally unaware of anything to do with with stem cells and stem cell donation but why wouldn't they be and they should still be sadly they're not but now they've made that commitment to themselves that this will be something now that they will take up and run i think regardless of the of the outcomes yeah but obviously all being well yeah exactly fingers crossed i'm a prime example of somebody who was absolutely petrified (laughs) of i'm petrified of needles anyway but not so much anymore having watched my son go through a stem cell transplant you know and you know until it hits home and it's somebody you know, or it's a friend, or it's a family member. You know, most of us go through life completely oblivious to these things because we'll we say just... there'll, be, there'll be hundreds of things that we're not registered for, or we're not campaigning yeah. for, or we're not in. It, it, that's just how it is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the way your life takes you. And I think what's what's been important recently with with that with that particular appeal, I think it's been the, the strength of feeling, and and you mentioned it. That's that sense of, of community. Yeah. And that's where I think football becomes a, a real big driver because football fans are tribal. At the end, end of, they, they are. That's that's the nature of the game. And if you're a football fan, you tend to stick to or would, will support anything that affects your your particular chosen club. And it was great to see with, with the recent appeals that both Everton and Liverpool got behind the campaign massively yeah. both had family members at the ground with the banners both put out appeals on their their socials Everton obviously invited me along to speak ahead of a match in a fan zone not sure how successful that was to be honest due to the the audio it wasn't it wasn't particularly clear I didn't think but again I it, think it would have still affected it, it, it got some it, it will have there, there were people, people there were people who took some interest afterwards because the the lads that were related to the to the family they had a banner with two QR codes, one for Anthony Nolan, one for DKMS. Mm. So people could go up and literally scan the code there and then, and then obviously start the application process and then finish as and when they needed to. So hopefully people like that have followed through. But I know there was a huge response locally in the thousands to people going to actually register, which is just incredible. So that's that's just what, and that's that's a case of two clubs coming together. That's not, that that crosses those those tribal boundaries, if you like. Mm. And it's, 
It's because it's the human connection. It is, it is. Um, yeah. It, it, it's the local appeal and hence Radio Mersey side getting in contact and things like that. Mm. And they've, they've played out interviews now over a number of days. I've had texts telling me that, that people have heard it and things. Mm. But what have they done with it afterwards? That's <laughs> It's okay telling me you hear it. So what? Have you done anything yeah. about it? Yeah. Thankfully, I've had someone in work who she heard it. And I know for a fact that she sent off her swab. So that's that's good news. And, it is. Uh, it's amazing, actually. It's amazing with with our appeal with our son Ben. You know, hearing that somebody somewhere has been so affected that they're going to sign up is almost. It's just such a huge gift to the family, anyway. Yeah. To know that they could go on and help somebody because. Unfortunately, cancer is going to affect one in two of us. And it's like you say, if there's 3% of people in the UK population on the register and there's 97% not. We're relying on the rest of the world to help us out, aren't we? Yeah. Because, and and I I loved when you you spoke to Louise, she she made that or brought that point, although I knew, but she really brought that point home. Uh, Yeah, she did. It is a global pool that that we're adding into. Yeah. And I think that has that has took my eyes a little bit more to recognise that each person does does actually count each one, whether it's just one that you get to register, that will matter because they're not just giving hope to the the two thousand people in the UK that are waiting. It's the the people all over the world. And uh, there's thousands. I don't I don't even know what the statistics are. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of the the global numbers. I, I hate to think what they are. Mm. But um, yeah, so we've obviously we've we've had people join. But I've also got a potential match in the family, which is yeah ticking along in the background. So that's that's something that we're that's just amazing. We're isn't all it? yeah, we're all on tenter hooks now to see. <laughs> yeah. because we obviously for, for people who are, who are listening for the first time, it, it's all anonymous. We know that. Yeah. But my brother-in-law has had contact from TKMS to say that they thought he he may be a potential match. They then asked for some blood samples, which again, the same as my story, my wife. His sister happens to be a nurse, so she was able to to do that job again. So she's done that for the second time. Amazing. Um, So his bloods have gone off. They have come back confirmed as a good-looking match. Well, he's not good-looking, but (laughs) the match match looks good. Yeah, so those bloods have gone off. They've come back as as really positive. And now it's just a, a wait and see from the patient's perspective to see whether there are other matches, whether mm. the patient responds to treatment and et cetera. Yeah. There's obviously lots of yeah. variables to, t- to take into account. So mm. he's just waiting now to see if he gets gets the nod to say, right, all systems go. Oh, goodness but me. Tre- credit to his partner because I, he's heard this story of mine a hundred times and has never been inspired to join. But once she heard it, then she was like, why have you not registered? So she made sure that he did. So that was good. So she needs to take the credit for that one. I was going to say, well, and how does he feel now, now that he's registered think, and he's become a yeah, potential Yeah, I think match? now he's, uh, he's quite excited now. I think he's a little bit surprised because it's been really, really quick. It's less I mean, than, isn't that amazing? Because unless you're on there... It's less than six months. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, less than six months. You know, yeah. you make that decision and, you know, 28 weeks later, you could be <laughs> saving somebody's life. Yeah, and we've we've got no idea. Again, because of the anonymity, we've got no idea who it is or yeah. where it is. Yeah. Again, could be global, could be local, could be anywhere. So yeah. wait and see, watch this space. But uh, yeah, that'll be something to celebrate if, if he does. There's just been just so yeah. There's so much going on for you, for your wider <laughs> family. It has. Everything. It's been a bit crazy. Yeah. So, Blues v Cancer. Then at the moment, I see that you're planning an event. Yeah. When is that going ahead? That's on November the twenty fourth. So, as you know, from right before Blues Against Blood Cancer, I think Neville Southall 
who I know you you're not a football fan, but I do know who he is. Though. Yeah, and absolutely you do know, yeah, absolute <laughs> legend do. amongst amongst Evertonians and and for, for our history, but also for Wales. But he's not just a, a, or he wasn't just a great footballer. He, he's a great fella as well, and he gives up his Twitter account to causes that he believes in. Uh, yeah. Things that he's he's found, or he, things mm. that he I haven't read his book. It was more when he when he decided to do it. It was it was actually things he he was giving it up to cause that he wanted to find out more about. Mm. He wanted to educate himself. He knew nothing about stem cell donation, for example. He, he makes that point, and then he refers to having this fella. It's actually mentioned in, in one of his books. I was and then he fell in the pool when I was reading it on holiday. He said, for instance, I had this guy or this fella on talking about stem cells. I'd never thought of it. So that was probably 18 months ago now. I was reading that on holiday and I was like, oh my God, that's me. That's me. Yeah. And Ali was what like, you what, talking? you're in it? I said, well, I said, well, it's not actually me. I said, but it is me. It doesn't, doesn't it's send me name. It's referred to you. Yeah, and so do, it's definitely you know, you, me. You talk about, you know, it's all right, we don't need any celebs. We're, I'm interviewing a celeb. We're, we're chatting. You're oh, a celebrity stop now. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, so anyway... Uh, he's kindly agreed to come to Liverpool to do basically an evening with Neville Southall, but it won't Wonderful. just be purely football related. It's it's also uh, an awareness and a part fundraiser for yeah. uh, stem cell donation and for Anthony Nolan and DKMS, the two obviously the two charities involved. So mm-hmm. he's coming up on the twenty fourth of November, and we've managed to put together a little bit of a, a package. So we've got Neville who's speaking. The guy who is the, the match day announcer at Goodison for the Everton Games, a guy called Graham White, he's going to compare the evening for us. We've also got a local musician, again, very Everton-focused because that day will be the people that, that actually come and buy the tickets. But very much in everton focus, and it's in a bar which is literally right by the ground. So I'd had other offers or other conversations around different venues, but I felt like they were, they were too big. I, yeah. I, I got scared and was thinking, well, what if I don't sell it? What if I can't? do anything so i've opted for somewhere a bit smaller i think it's a capacity we've only got 120 guests uh 120 tickets to sell which i feel is should be achievable i'll be shocked if it's not but fortunately i've also managed to secure a sponsor for the event now this day last week a friend of mine runs a company over in chester and we were chatting about it and he said well we can support that he said anything sort of blood cancer stem cell related he said that is definitely something we'd like to get behind so I've managed to sort of protect the costs of the event and then anything that we now raise on the night from memorabilia, raffles, something that I've been gifted, again, uh, some memorabilia I've been gifted. The FA Cup will be in attendance so people can get photographs. So, again, maybe one of the collection tins, DKMS and Anthony Nolan, have sent me lots of flyers and promotional materials to put out around the the evening so i'm hoping where can people get tickets uh it will be on it'll be online eventbrite i've got a link to eventbrite and they go on sale on the 29th of september so okay and we we may have pete from um pete 10,000 donors pete mcleave yeah pete may be coming up as well i did mention it to him a while ago and we said yeah but we've not really taken it any further but he may be coming as well because i'm just trying to be careful with the, the whole night i think I think I want to introduce it, explain the reason that we're there, explain Blues Against Blood Cancer and what we're all about, talk about Gary, just very briefly and touch on the story before handing it over 
for people to enjoy themselves. Yeah. So, but I want that, and then maybe in the interval there'll be a little bit. If peak does come, we can we can do a little bit more. But I don't want the night to to be dominated one way or another, whether it be by football or whether it be by. I want the whole thing to thread through. So that's kind of how I see it. Whether it works like that, I have no idea. Do you um, think people will be swapping? I don't think so. Only because I know people are going to have a drink. But I've got lots of QR codes, lots of opportunities for them to register. Could they have the drinks lined up along the bar and then you say, right, swap <laughs> You get first. one after you do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bit of career, arm up your back job. That's what we were talking about before. <laughs> a couple of my mates have actually said, tell people they're not coming in unless they do I'll say, exactly. you can't do that. Swap on the, way, on the way yeah. in, yeah. <laughs> no, so, no, I didn't, I didn't think about it, but with people drinking and so I thought it's, it's yeah, not no, really going to work. Again, I'll give them the info. They'll have QR codes and things on their tables. Um, there's things that they can take away at the end of the night and obviously they'll hear a little bit from me potentially from Pete but also Neville will talk about obviously his career and he'll do his football things but I I will hope to to get in the thread about the takeovers and the impact that they've had not just on us but on him as well because I think they've been up and down I think he has some really good ones I think he's had some that have gone, gone wrong I know recently he was talking about leaving Twitter altogether Thankfully, I think at the moment he's decided just to just to have a holiday and just take a break so from it because break. again, I think yeah, I think it, it, it gets a little get a bit, bit heavy. Yeah, it can yeah. get a bit. Yeah, it can. Yeah, so that we've got that coming up, and I'm hoping that that'll get a lot of a lot of coverage. We'll sell the tickets. We can raise a few pounds, which can be added to the the balance that we've got over from from our mugs, which you've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that there'll be an amount that we can then send to Anthony Nolan DMS, which which will make a small difference in terms of recruiting new donors yeah. to the register. And then we'll see. We'll just I'll, I'll have to gauge the success or failure one way or another, and, and see where it. Well, yeah, I hope so, and, and see where it goes <laughs> from there. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't think of any reason at the moment why it should go wrong. But that means there's definitely lots of reasons why it should go on. No, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Honestly, going Every, with everything that. Se- everything seems to be in place. Like, there's nothing I can do other than I hope that the tickets sell because everything then is, I, I don't like the, the profit, it's everything then is, is, is donations. Yeah, so it's an exclusive evening, mm-hmm. 120 tickets only, yeah. and make sure you get yours quickly. Because they Absolutely. will fly. I think, I think they will. Um, yeah. I, I, if, if I wasn't involved in it, I'd be buying one. I'd certainly be paying if Neville Southall was, because, again, for all the times I've spoken to him online and things like that, we've never met, never met so something to, to look forward to. I'm just sitting here wondering if I can get over there. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Guest of honour. I'm, sit- I'm sitting here wondering, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll do you a freebie, do don't worry. Tra- yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a Friday night, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be great. In the meantime, I've got, I've got plans to meet Gary and Louise as well, I've plans have plans oh, of come wonderful. along. Yeah, wonderful. they're coming over, Transpires, they're coming over in October. And they are also doing some events locally and we've arranged, um, we've been in touch and we've arranged to meet, I think it's October the 5th, I have to check, but I'm fairly certain I'm meeting them on October the 5th. So Amazing. Looking forward to that. Yeah. There's two mugs waiting. There's still two mugs in the box. <laughs> I've got two left. I've got two left and they're sitting there all Set wrapped aside. up. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, yeah. couldn't post them all the way to Australia. They'd be like yours, your first set when they arrived. Like a jigsaw. Yes, well, I don't, I don't know what happened there. I opened them and I was like, did it? And I went, oh. But, <laughs> they, they, you were supposed to build them yourself. That was the idea. That's the logic. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I didn't fancy posting them out to Australia. So um, once I heard that they were coming over, Louise got in touch and we obviously we've arranged to meet. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it should be, it will be nice. This sounds, this sounds so good. And, you know, I'm just sort of sitting here thinking of everything that you've accomplished in, you know, in the last 18 months, 19 it's been, months it's been a It's been a busy, yeah. But it, it, it's good because there's been so much help yeah. from, from people. It, it, it's been crazy because when we last spoke, I don't suppose Blues Against Blood Cancer really had as much of an identity. It wouldn't have had the logo and things no, like that, I don't suppose. No, it, you, I think you were just starting with it. Yeah, and again, that that was that was something that was donated by another Evertonian who he spends his time doing designs online. And I put it out there, can anyone recommend somebody? A few people offered. I, I spoke to this guy online and he said, yeah, I'll do it. And he took on board the, uh, the kit from the time, obviously, when Gary was playing, yeah. which basically forms the logo. And then he created the lettering and everything just came together. And somebody else offered to have the mugs produced and donated them to me. So I was able to sell them at a profit. That, that turns over some, some extra money. There's been talks with Everton about doing uh, some sort of partnership together because you've seen the, the Blues Against Blood Cancer share that somebody donated to me. Yeah, We wanted to sell something along those lines, but because of IP rights and the, the crest on the actual Everton badge, I couldn't do that. That leads perfectly into football kits. Sam's team. Uh, obviously, Sam goes right back with this story. He was a, he was a baby when all this this began. Yeah. His under sixteens football team are now wearing the Blues Against Blood Cancer logo on their their shirt yes. sleeves. Yes. Um, they're one of five. I think we've got now. I think we've got five clubs from various areas around the city. Well, around Merseyside, in fact, one over on the Wirral. The guy whose son I talked about, the guy from the car factory from Vauxhall's. Whose uh, whose son passed away. He runs a team, and they mm. now have blues against blood cancer on on their sleeves. There's one in scam. So there's there's a few. There's, I think there's I think there's five at the minute. And the idea for that, I, I was literally sat here one night on the and I just looked at the logo on the coffee cup, and I thought <laughs> that would that look great on it on the side of your your kit. Yeah. And Sam was like, "Oh, Dad, give it a And I said, "No, it would." <laughs> Uh, so I, I put a tweet out and again people are just amazing somebody replied a, a guy called Dave from uh, Mersey Juniors football club never met never had anything to do with them he come on he said we could do that and I was like yeah. really and this was inside 20 minutes and That's he was like amazing. yeah we, we can definitely do that it won't cost us much and sure enough it's on I think it's on two sets of their kits and it's on the the coaches all wear their, their t-shirts branded obviously and again it's, it's on their sleeves and I had a, a little I suppose a little flyer, digital flyer created for those teams that have got it. I've sent that out to the teams and said, look, share this with your, your parents, with your families, because they're probably thinking, what's that? Yeah. On, on, if, they, if they don't follow us on Twitter, they don't know what we are. What's this on the, on the sleeve? So it, it's the idea, and I kind of was sort of pushing the phrase, just keeping the stem cell conversation going. Yeah. That was the idea behind the coffee mugs, and the same applies to the shirts. So our, our kids, you've got the, the full team, say, of 15. They're playing Saturday and Sunday. They're coming across other teams, other kids, other parents, it's, there's the potential for people just to ask the question, oh, what, what's that? Who, yeah. who, who's, who's this on you? And I had the effect, I can't begin to imagine, I don't know. I can have no real way of measuring it, except for conversations within Sam's, obviously Sam's circle of friends and his team. Now, they'll all be turning 16 in this coming 12 months now. So I've got a clear <laughs> pathway into, into that squad of, of players. And, and that, But that, the idea is I'm hoping that will apply to the, those other teams as well. It's, I was going to say, would you go round and, I mean, obviously this is more work for you, but I'm sitting here thinking, would you go round and talk to all the sort of the junior football teams? It's something I've looked at. Because they tend to play in, in hubs. I'm sure by you, there'll be somewhere where there are 
football fields where every Saturday, every Sunday, yeah. the teams all come together and they'll play their games. Yeah. I've, I've considered setting up at one of those venues at some point in the future with, a, I don't know, a gazebo and yeah. a, a table and chairs and the, the Blues Against Blood Cancer banner. Again, something that was donated. Yeah. I've got a lot of things for nothing, haven't I? Oh, it's amazing. It is amazing. And it's and that's the potential to, to get out. I wanted to, to be able to reach out to places like Goals, Goals Football. They run, I don't know, again, if you have them by you, but we have five-a-side, seven-a-side, floodlit artificial pitches yeah. that people will pay to play on. They're sold out constantly. They're constantly sold out. 99% of the players are male, generally young, fit and healthy. Who do we need? Young, yeah, fit, I healthy know. males. Yeah. <laughs> so it's exactly what we need. But it's it's getting across that line. And they are all over the country. They've got, I think, if I remember, something around 236 sites maybe around the country, which will be jam-packed seven days a week for maybe I don't know, maybe seven hours of the day from, if you think, from early tea time up to late. There's, there's, there's just a, an audience walking through there constant football I've got a feeling that if anybody's listening to this who's got any connections whatsoever who knows that they can help Blues V Cancer just a a logo share a banner something with a little bit of information a couple of QR codes it may just while people are waiting to play they might just stand and read the poster, scan the QR code on the phone and then suddenly after the game they're away they can complete their application Three minutes, a couple of mouth swabs, and then that's it with them. It could just be that easy. That's why I've always been banging this football drum as much as it probably drives <laughs> some people crazy. I do think there's the pay, and I'm not the only one. There's there's other people. There's there's a terrific fella called Simon Wilkes. I don't know if you've seen Simon online. I've seen Simon. He, he, yeah, he's got yeah. a tournament coming up at St George's Park, which is the home of the FA. Yeah. So and that's in 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 honour of his son. Now, he actually invited me, he said I could play, and I was like, whoa, hang on, let's not get carried away. But it, there's potential, my son may be going to, to, to join them, I'm not sure yet. But there's there's so many other people doing similar things yeah. in the, in their own particular way around the country. And I'm not saying we can get together, but we can certainly help each other, share each other's ideas, promote the similar messages. I think this is. I think this is so. You kind of don't know where it where it goes or where it stops. No, and I think this is this is the value and the importance in communities because mm. whoever's listening to this, however small our audience starts, it will grow and it will get bigger. And I firmly believe that people who are listening, if you can help, if you're listening to my voice, you can help. You can speak to people in your own community. You can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with Andy. You know, let's get the message out there as much as possible. I think that's yeah. that's where we are, isn't it? Trying to do our best. Yeah, I, as much as I knocked it earlier, we, we need famous people. We need people who've got that a bigger reach than, than, than we have. Yeah. 5,000 followers, I think, Blues Against Blood Cancer Scott, something along them lines. Yeah, It's good in its own right, but it's nowhere near the numbers that some of these people have got. And they don't, I don't think they realise just how influential they could be. Mm. With a couple of tweets, a couple of shares, a couple of retweets, a couple of promotions, it would just, the impact would be a massive, the reach, because that's all it's about. It's just reaching people. I don't want anything from them. I don't want their money. I don't want their, their, I don't even want their time. It takes no time. It takes no time to share a tweet, does it? It's, yeah. This has all been built from Twitter in reality, apart from doing interviews and, and having a chat with the likes of yourself. They don't take any time. It's sitting, generally sitting on the couch watching the football and an idea pops up or you share something or you see a story and you think we could help with that one by pushing it a little bit. That's all you're doing. It's not not hard. 
And also, by the time you've put the kettle on, you could have done your cheeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and until they've done it, they just don't, I say, they just don't know the, 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 the value or how easy it could yeah. be. And, and that's, that, that is the overriding message, and it's the one that I will keep trying to push. And I'm sure, although things have been a little bit, well, I'm going to say busy, they're not, they, they, they've been good. There's been a lot of promotion at the moment over the last couple of weeks because of obviously the appeal for Baby Francis. We've had a number of opportunities. Radio Merseyside a couple of times um, to speak with Everton at the fan zone. That that's been brilliant, a, a brilliant way to to reach out to people locally. But it's getting that that, that story out there. It's got to go out wide. And it's got, and I'm not sure how. Like Everton, good enough. They shared what what I was able to do at the fan zone they, they put that out there and out on their socials yeah. and I think at the last the last time I looked because when I was talking about the sponsorship package to, to a friend I think that had had like 190,000 views yeah when you, you see the analytics for it yeah yeah so it, it, it's, it's it's good it's, they're, they're, they're impressive numbers certainly from anything I can expect to get now we don't know if anyone has actually listened we don't know if anyone's actually gone on and joined the register or not but if they, if it didn't do it they definitely didn't so uh, well, I kind of take I've taken that approach to everything if, yeah. if, if if I don't say it or if I don't do it people won't hear it and they won't register I know this is the but thing if I do I might just get one so, yeah. so be it it only takes that one and, and we know that yeah you might get yeah. the one the one who goes exactly. on to, to help somebody and that's what matters that's what's so crucial isn't it and I think yeah. once you're in particularly this this sort of set of people with extraordinary experiences I think once you've been sort of touched by cancer in whatever shape or form that may come it doesn't leave you and you end up striving and doing everything you possibly can because you know what it's like for somebody else to be in that situation and you just want to make it easier. It's not going to make it particularly easy, but you just want to do your bit to try and make that situation a little bit better for a family. And if that means getting people on the register and giving those families hope, then it's... That's what we're here for, isn't it, really? Indeed. Well, you know, that that comes across, you've said that perfectly, and that comes across from each and every episode of the podcast. Because each time you release an, a, another another episode, I, I learn something new or I hear something for the first time or something that makes you think, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Mm. I hadn't looked at it from that perspective. Because obviously I come from a donor's perspective with a, with a good news story, but there are so many other different angles that are parents' perspectives, good news stories, parents' Bad news stories, parents who've had good, then bad, yeah. similar to yourselves. There's the experts and, and they're telling us what goes on from their side of things and how they approach it and how it makes them feel when they're doing their jobs. So there's there's been all angles and I think that's, for me, that's been an eye-opener. But that's also a, a reason to keep, and it's something I say online a lot, keep on keeping on. Yeah. And I will keep on keeping on with promoting it and telling people as much as possible. And a bit like I mentioned, uh, I've just got an email off goals. Sorry. Just as we're talking, goals football has just come up. Have they just heard it through the ether? We haven't even we haven't even published this one yet. It's asking it's asking me asking me do I want to plan my kids' party? No, I don't. He's had, he's had them there. He's not doing it again. He's sixteen for God's sake. Of all the times together, go just going back to what we said. If if we don't do these things, and we'll never reach anyone. 
Yeah. And I found myself saying on Monday, I think it was, Radio Mizzai called me when I was in work and said, can you speak? I said, well, I can at lunchtime. So they said, okay, we'll, we'll call, we set up a Zoom. And we, we had a chat at lunchtime on Monday about Baby Francis's appeal. And again, the guy asked me about the donation process and why did you do it and what, how did you feel about it and everything. And it made me go back. I think I've said this previously, but it was it, I didn't know what I was signing up for. But I was prepared to do it anyway because it was that idea that if somebody was identified as a match and then pulled out, can't think of anything worse, yeah. a scenario for, from a patient's perspective. And then it, it, he mentioned, because the, the way they edited it, it made it sound like a massive, massive monologue. Now, I know I can go on a bit, but it really wasn't six minutes of just me. It was the weird questions in between. <laughs> and he said, he asked something along the lines of, if it hadn't worked, something along them lines. I can't remember how he, exactly how he worded it. Yeah. And I said, well, that wasn't my... Oh, no, I think he went the other way, trying to give credit kind of thing. And I said, well, that, that wasn't down to me. When I, I entered into it, and what I say to other people, if they, if they do go into joining the register, that's the big deal. The day that you sign up is the day that you're doing the biggest part of the process. Because the donation bit is an honour to do. It's easy to do. But if you never sign on, none of that will ever happen. Mm. And the success or failure of the transplant thereafter is not down to you. No, it's not. I take I take zero credit for the success of my recipient's transplant. I can't. Mm. I had nothing to do with it. I literally just gave it, and then that was it. The rest was yeah. down to him. It was down to the doctors, the medicine, all all of the magic that goes on. None of that was my fault. So I went into it thinking, well, look, if this doesn't work. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. Because I can imagine that would be quite difficult to, to, to cope with initially. So I, I decided, well, like, no, if, if I'm going to go and do it, it's that's I, I've done my bit. I can't do any more. Yeah. And I think, I think that's I, the I thing. I take that it's... all the way back to the to the registration process. Yeah. I think once you've done that, you can't do anything else. No. Just join the register can't... and then the rest of it, it'll happen if it's meant to happen. Yeah. Through yeah. science. The, the gift is the commitment that you make yeah. because that is the act of kindness right in that moment the the fact that you are willing to try to save to somebody's life and mm. who wouldn't you know but it's, it's the easiest bit that's the bit yeah. we can't get across yeah. i'm not asking you to risk anything i'm not asking you to yeah i've, I've yeah. said before about people if you saw a child fall in a canal you wouldn't just walk past you jump in and get them yeah and you but you're risking something to yourself then you're definitely getting wet and cold yeah doing this you don't you don't have to get off the couch yeah. it's it, it's so simple and that's the big deal. The other bit, when when if you are found to be a match, obviously there's a bit more to it then. But again, it's not a, a horrendous process. It's not particularly painful or anything like that. It's just you giving up a little bit of time. And it, it, like I said before, it's an honour to be able to do it. Everything's looked after. You're looked after impeccably. And then you go away knowing that there is absolutely no way you could have done any more to try and help that person. Yeah. And that's it. You've gone home with a couple of plasters on your arm. It's, yeah. It's just... As I say, it, it, for, for us, because we're on this side of the discussion, it, it's frustrating because you want, you want to shake people and say, look, it's this easy. Yeah, but it's I get really it, easy. I get it, it's, it. I get it, it's not for everyone. Well, and I think sometimes it's, it is the, the lack of knowledge, which is why it's so important to get the message out there. But I can mm. tell you from the point of view of when you, you know, in our own situation, when you hear that somebody on that particular morning has walked into the hospital after signing all the forms, after doing all the medical, and doing the GCSF and everything and they are still there and then they have actually started donating their stem cells and you know that they are going to come to your child or to your loved one the relief and the See, I, can, I can imagine well I gratitude. can't it's well it's just 
It's so incredible because right up until that very last moment, you're wondering, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Really? You know, and you're trusting that it is. But somewhere you're like, really? Is it? Is somebody actually going to do it? And and it is absolutely amazing. There are no words. You, yeah. the, the sense of elation yeah. and relief is is massive. And that just, like you say, it starts with somebody just simply signing up and that's it that's that that is it you've 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 summed (laughs) it up perfectly you really have um that is exactly what we're trying to do is just make people realize that find out join the register and then the rest is yeah you're doing something amazing without even realizing so what do you think is going to happen in the next have you got any idea have you got any more plans no please be cancer (laughs) um To be honest, none of it's ever been planned, in truth. It just happens. Like I said, with the, the, the cups, for example, this guy just offered. Then suddenly I was trying to sell them, and I cocked that up, good style. I didn't sell them properly. I didn't make nearly as much as I should have done, but it's, they still made a, a good profit. But you're just starting, so it's, you know. But but they've, yeah, they've, but they've managed to push different things because I was able to send them out to different people get a little bit more publicity, the likes of Neville Southall and other ex-football. Yeah. I won't bore you with ex-footballer names, but I was able to... to to send them out, I went and met one locally. We had a coffee. He, he just happened to be passing through Liverpool, and that was brilliant. Amazing. Because that takes me, they, all these players all take me right back to being sort of, what, what was I, 11, 12, 13, when yeah. Everton were the, the actual best team in Europe at that time. And we're oh. far from that now. <laughs> um, we couldn't be any further away, to be honest. So these guys, including oh. Gary Stevens, these, these were what I grew up supporting. So... Meeting them now, I'm still like a big baby when I meet them. So it's there's, there's a lot of growing up to do. do get, I think. Do you get starstruck? I do. I do. do you? <laughs> yeah, like a big kid, honestly. Um, <laughs> it just feels very odd. It just feels very strange. Those memories, I'll never forget those games. Ask me yeah. a game two weeks ago. I don't remember. I'd had a couple of pints with, with my mates. So <laughs> that game's just been and gone. There was nothing memorable. Whereas. Back then, when I was 11, 12, 13, obviously things things have stayed with me from then. And uh, it helps when you're winning, so you, you keep those memories. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what it's going to do. Let's see out this event. Let's see what it, how it plays out. If it works, maybe then it, it steps up to something a little bit bigger. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to do. I think you'll surprise yourself. This is amazing, Andy. All, all the work you're doing, I wish you the very best of luck with Blues Be Cancer continuing and growing. And if anybody is listening to this, please do get in touch if you've got an idea, if you've got a thought, if you can help in any way, shape or form. And especially if you can sign up to the Stem Cell Register, please, please do it if you can, because that would be the best thing in the world. And that brings this episode to a close. It was great to speak to Andy again and I'm feeling totally inspired. I hope you found today's conversation both interesting and inspiring. And as a new podcast, we are looking for guests to share their inspirational stories. And if you have one, we'd love to hear from you. You can follow us on Twitter at Magical Match Pod and get in touch there if you'd like to join me to share your stem cell story. If you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, do like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have time, write us a review. And we'll be back with a new episode very soon. In the meantime, please consider signing up to the Stem Cell Register because you could be someone's magical match. Thank you for listening. Magical Match Podcast is an OB Hive production. 
originally inspired by a conversation with Andy Mitchell and other like-minded individuals. Magical Match Podcast is hosted and produced by Ginny Walker with audio production by James Walker and music by Cobalt Ocean.